Hey guys, welcome back to the Authentic Uma podcast. It's me, Rafiq, here today, and we are continuing reading of the glorious Quran. We are on chapter number three, that is the family of Imran, Surah Al-Imran. And today I have got my sister listening in. And so for any of you guys listening, if you've got family uh, around you, right, siblings or your parents really get them in and try to get them to also listen in because chances are they they have not heard or they have not read the quran in the language they understand the best and so you should really be a factor any contribution would be greatly uh, rewarded for inshallah so and it will benefit them okay don't don't force them or anything just tell them that, hey, I'm reading this. If you want to know what your God has said, my God and your God, come over here. I'll listen to this stuff here. And this, the language used here, it's different to what you learn like in an English class or by reading any other book because it is um, made in, it is, the source of it is a unique source. And because of that uniqueness, also the words are very unique. And so that's why we have to give importance to reading it in the language we understand the best. The translation we're using is Abdullah Yusuf Ali. He took around 40 years to compile this English translation. And we are going to continue reading this cover to cover. And we are now on page 71, Surah Al-Imran, chapter number 3, verse number 140. And some of you guys may be knowing this. This is something which I started with my wife, which I will read 10 pages and she'll read 10 pages. And just so that we, you know, we've got the same values and we're on the same track. All right. So let's begin Surah Al-Imran, chapter number 3, verse 140. If a wound has touched you, be sure a similar wound has touched the others. Such days of varying fortunes we give to men and men by turns, that Allah may know those that believe and that he may take to himself from your ranks martyr witnesses to the truth. And Allah does not love those that do wrong. Allah's object also is to purge those that are true in faith and to deprive of blessing those that resist faith. Did you think that you would enter heaven without Allah testing those of you who fought hard in his cause and remained steadfast? You did indeed wish for death before you met him. Now you have seen him with your own eyes and you flinch. Muhammad is no more than an apostle. Many were the apostles that passed away before him. If he died or were slain, will you then turn back on your heels? If any did turn back on his heels, not the least harm will he do to Allah. But Allah, on the other hand, will swiftly reward those who serve him with gratitude. Nor can a soul die except by Allah's leave, the term being fixed as by writing. If any do desire reward in this life, we shall give it to him. And if any do desire reward in the hereafter, we shall give it to him. And swiftly shall we reward those that serve us with gratitude. How many of the prophets fought in Allah's way and with them fought large bands of godly men, but they never lost heart if they met with disaster in Allah's way, nor did they weaken in will nor give in. And Allah loves those who are firm and steadfast. All that they said was, Our Lord, forgive us our sins and anything we may have done that transgressed our duty. Establish our feet firmly and help us against those that resist faith. And Allah gave them a reward in this world and the excellent reward of the hereafter. For Allah loves those who do good, 
or you who believe, if you obey the unbelievers, they will drive you back on your heels, and you will turn back from faith to your own loss. Nay, Allah is your protector, and he is the best of helpers. Soon shall we cast terror into the heart of the unbelievers, and that they joined com companions with Allah, for which he had sent no authority. Their abode will be the fire, and evil is the home of the wrongdoers. Allah is indeed Allah did indeed fulfill his promise to you when with um, Allah did indeed fulfill his promise to you when you with his permission were about to annihilate annihilate annihil means to destroy your enemy until you flinched and fell to disputing about the order and disobeyed it after he brought you in sight of the booty which you covet. Among you are some that hanker after this world, and some that desire the hereafter. Then he diverted you from your foes in order to test you. But he forgave you, for Allah is full of grace to those who believe. Behold, you were climbing up the high ground without even casting a side glance at anyone, and the apostle in your rear was calling you back. There did Allah give you one distress after another by way of requital, to teach you not to grieve for the booty that has escaped you and for the ill that had befallen you, for Allah is well aware of all that you do. After the excitement of the distress, he sent down calm on a band of you overcome with slumber, while another band was stirred to anxiety by their own feelings, moved by wrong suspicions of Allah, suspicions due to ignorance. They said, What affair is this of ours? You say, Indeed, this affair is wholly Allah's. They hide in their minds what they dare not reveal to you. They say to themselves, If we had had anything to do with this affair, we should not have been in the slaughter here. Say, even if you had remained in your homes, those for whom death was decreed would certainly have gone forth to the place of their death. But all this was that Allah might test what is in your breasts and purge what is in your hearts. For Allah knows well the secrets of all. For Allah knows well the secrets of your hearts. Those of you who turned back on the day the two hosts met, it was Satan who caused them to fail because of some evil they had done. But Allah has blotted out their fault, for Allah is of forgiving, most forbearing. O you who believe, be not like the unbelievers who say of their brethren, when they are traveling through the earth or engaged in fighting, if they had stayed with us, they would not have died or been slain. This that Allah may make it a cause of sighs and regrets in their hearts. It is Allah that gives life and death, and Allah sees well all that you do. And if you are slain or die in the way of Allah, forgiveness and mercy from Allah are far better than all they could amass. And if you die or are slain, lo, it is unto Allah that you are brought together. It is part of the mercy of Allah that you deal gently with them. If you were severe or harsh-hearted, they would have broken away from about you. So pass over their faults and ask for Allah's forgiveness for them and consult them in affairs of moment. Then, when you have taken a decision, put your trust, trust in Allah, for Allah loves those who put their trust in Him. If Allah helps you, none can overcome you. If He forsakes you, who is there after that that can help you? In Allah, then, let believers put their trust. 
No prophet could ever be false to his trust. If any person is so false, he shall on the day of judgment restore that he misappropriated. What? Misappropriate what he misappropriated, then shall every soul receive its due, whatever it earned, and none shall be dealt with unjustly. Is the man who follows the good pleasure of Allah like the man who draws on himself the wrath of Allah and whose abode is in hell? A woeful refuge. They are in varying grades in the sight of Allah and Allah sees well all that they do. Allah conferred a great favor on the believers when he sent among them an apostle from among themselves, rehearsing unto them the signs of Allah, sanctifying them and instructing them in scripture and wisdom, while before that they had been in manifest error. What? When a single disaster smites you, although you smote your enemies with one twice as great, do you say, Wherefrom is this? Say to them, It is from yourselves, for Allah has power of all things. What you suffered on the day the two armies met was with the leave of Allah, in order that he might test the believers and the hypocrites also. These were told, Come, fight in the way of Allah, or at least drive the foe from your city. They said, Had we known how to fight, we should certainly have followed you. They were that day nearer to unbelief than to faith, saying with their lips what was not in their hearts, but Allah has full knowledge of all they conceal. They are the ones that say of the slain of their slain brethren, while they themselves sit at ease, if only they had listened to us, they would not have been slain. Say, avert death from your own selves if you speak the truth. Do not think of those who are slain in Allah's way as dead. Nay, they live, finding their sustenance in the presence of their Lord. They rejoice in the bounty provided by Allah, and with regard to those left behind, who have not yet joined them, in their bliss, the martyrs' glory, in the fact that of that on them is no fear, nor have they cause to grieve. They glory in the grace and the bounty from Allah, and in the fact that Allah lets not the reward of the faithful to be lost in the least. Of those who answered the call of Allah and the apostle, even after being wounded, those who do right and refrain from wrong have a great reward. Men said to them, A great army is gathering again against you, and frightened them. But it only increased their faith. They said, For us Allah is sufficient, and He is the best disposers of affairs. And they returned with grace and bounty from Allah. No harm ever touched them. For they followed the good pleasure of Allah, and Allah is the Lord of bounties unbounded. It is only the Satan that suggests to you the fear of his votaries. Do not be afraid of them, but fear me if you have faith. Let not those grieve you who rush headlong into unbelief. Not the least harm will they do to Allah. Allah's plan is that he will give them no portion in the hereafter but a severe punishment. Those who purchase unbelief at the price of faith, not the least harm will they do to Allah, but they will have a grievous punishment. Let not the unbelievers think that our respite to them is good for themselves. We grant them respite that they may grow in their iniquity but they will have a shameful punishment. Allah will not leave the believers in the state in which you are now, unless he separates what is evil from what is good. Nor will he disclose to you the secrets of the unseen, but he chooses of his apostles for the purpose whom he pleases. So believe in Allah and his apostles, and if you believe and do right, you have a reward without measure. And let not those who covetously withhold of the gifts which Allah has given them of his grace think that, is, it, think that it is good for them. Nay, it will be the worst 
nay, it will be the worse for them. Soon shall the things which they covetously withheld be tied to their necks like a twisted collar on the day of judgment. To Allah belongs the heritage of the heavens and the earth, and Allah is well acquainted with all that you do. Allah has heard the taunt of those who say, Truly Allah is indigent and we are rich. We shall certainly record their word and their act of slaying the prophets in defiance of right, and we shall say, You taste the chastisement of the scorching fire. This is because of the unrighteous deeds which your hands sent on before you. For Allah never harms those who serve him. They also said, Allah took our promise not to believe in an apostle unless he showed us a sacrifice consumed by fire from heaven. Say, there came to you apostles before me, with clear signs and even with what you asked for. Why then did you slay them if you speak the truth? Then if they reject you... So were rejected apostles before you who came with clear signs, books of dark prophecies, and the book of enlightenment. Every soul shall have a taste of death, and only on the day of judgment shall you be paid you, uh, shall you be paid your full recompense. Only he who is saved far from the fire and admitted to the garden will have attained the object of life. For the life of this world is but goods and chattels of deception. You shall certainly be tried and tested in your possessions and in your personal selves, and you shall certainly hear much that, you, that will grieve you. From those who received the book before you and from those who worship many gods, but if you persevere patiently, and guard against evil, then that will be a determining factor in all affairs. And remember, Allah took a covenant from the people of the book to make it known and clear to mankind and not to hide it, but they threw it away behind their backs and purchased with it some miserable gain, and vile was the bargain they made. Think not that those who exult in what they have brought about and love to be praised for what they have not done, think not that they can escape the chastisement, for them is a chastisement grievous indeed. To Allah belongs the dominion of the heavens and the earth, and Allah has power over all things. Behold, in the creation of the heavens and the earth, and in the alteration of night and day, there are indeed signs for men of understanding, men who celebrate the praises of Allah, standing, sitting, and lying down on their sides, and contemplate the wonders of creation in the heavens and the earth, with the thought, Our Lord, you have created all this not for nothing. Glory to you. Give us salvation from the chastisement of the fire. Our Lord, any whom you have admitted to the fire, truly you have covered with shame, and never will wrongdoers find any helpers. Our Lord, we have heard the call of one calling us to faith. You believe in the Lord, and we have believed. Our Lord, forgive us our sins, blot out from us our iniquities, and take to yourself our souls in the company of the righteous. Our Lord, grant us what you promised to us through your apostles, and save us from the shame on the day of judgment. For you never break your promise, and their Lord has accepted of them, and answered them, Never will I suffer to be lost the work of any of you, be he male or female. You are members one of another. Those who have left their homes, or been driven out therefrom, or suffered harm in my cause, or fought or, or, fought or been slain, Verily I will blot out from them their iniquities, and admit them into gardens with rivers flowing beneath. 
a reward from the presence of Allah and from his presence is the best of rewards. <clears throat> Let not the strutting about of the unbelievers through the land deceive you. Little is it for enjoyment. Their ultimate abode is hell. What an evil bed to lie on. On the other hand, for those who fear their Lord are gardens with rivers flowing beneath. Therein are they to dwell forever, a gift from the presence of Allah, and that which is in the presence of Allah is the best bliss for the righteous. And there are certainly among the people of the book who, those who believe in Allah, in the revelation to you and in the revelation to them, bowing in humility to Allah. They will not sell the sign of Allah for the mis for a miserable gain. For them is a reward with their Lord, and Allah is swift in account. O you who believe, persevere in patience and constancy. Why is such perseverance? Strengthen each other and fear Allah that you may prosper. And that is 10 pages completed. And that is actually the end of Surah Al-Imran, chapter number 3. And inshallah, next episode, we will move on to Surah chapter number 4, which is An-Nisa, also the woman. There's a Surah called the woman. Anyway, so a couple of things I wanted to mention, what we've read through. So num the first thing is number 3, verse number 144. It says that Muhammad is no more than an apostle. And that is super, super important that Almighty God is mentioning that. Because a lot of the times you see people taking it a step further and calling upon him, peace be upon him, as though he is almighty God. But people, uh, that's why Allah takes it and ensures that he's mentioning it, right? That Muhammad is no more than an apostle. And further, you have some people saying that it is his cousin. Or was it his grandson? I don't know, someone. Yes. Ali. Ali. Oh, Ali was Ali. So people say that Ali was was the messenger. But that's why Almighty God says here is that Muhammad is no more. He's put his name here to ensure there's no uh, ambiguity. That he's the dude, man. It's nobody else. All right, that's so cool. Peace be upon him. So that was the first thing. Then the next thing was number 160. In number 160, it says, this is a super, super important thing. I think... Uh, good for life advice as well. It says, If Allah helps you, none can overcome you. And if He forsakes you, who is there after that that can help you? In Allah, then let believers put their trust. So really, it doesn't matter. When you talk about normally a human being is going to take over you or He's overpowering you. Actually, that's not the case because it's all down to what Almighty God decrees and what He wishes for you. And so here it's saying that, indirectly saying that you should seek Allah's help and that he is the only guy, person, entity who can help you. And if he doesn't wish to help you, nobody else can help you. And essentially your word cannot surpass his word. If he doesn't want to help you, it's too bad. He doesn't want to help you. Yeah. So, but that's why you should put your trust in him and seek his help. Okay, then the next one was 168, which was... Um, was it 168? Yes, 168. They're the ones that say of the slain brethren, while they themselves sit at ease, if only they had listened to us, they would not have been slain. Say, avert death from your own souls if you speak the truth. I just thought that was a cool counter-argument for, like, uh, you have people, like, back at the time when there was, like, wars and stuff, 
So some men used to stay back, right? Normally you join the Prophet, peace be upon him, on his different expeditions, on his different um, yeah, expeditions. And so here it's saying that either way, whether you sit at home or not, like you will be die one day. And so better off, you'd get the reward by dying, chance to being a martyr. So it's saying here, avert death from yourselves. Like there's no other option, you're going to die still. Right, so I thought that was a cool point which God makes over there. And then next one is 179. So in 179 it says, um, Allah um, will not leave the believers in the state. The, in this verse, the part I wanted to stress upon was, nor will he disclose to you the secrets of the unseen. So we have to understand that the only person who knows the secrets of the unseen or knows the unseen, that is ilm uh, al in Arabic, the knowledge of the unseen. It is Almighty God. So a lot of times you have some people who like fortune telling right, and oh. stuff like that. So here Almighty God is saying he wouldn't even disclose it to the Prophet, peace be upon him. Right? So that's another cool thing I, I picked up on. The next one is 185. And I believe 185, it's a very important thing. It says, every soul shall have a taste of death. And only on the day of judgment shall you be paid your full recompense. So we have to understand that this life is not justified at all. Whether you rob, whether you commit a crime, it cannot be justified in this world. Not unless you believe in the day of judgment or the afterlife can it be justified. Like I give you an example. Like if you have a big mafia robber, a very, very... Um, high, high, high crime dude, like a super, super criminal, right? He's, he lives a luxurious life. He steals from people. He trades in, he trades in um, narcotics, in, in drugs, right? And he sells it and he lives a very luxurious life. Nobody can, and he lives and he dies also a peaceful life. The only way for it to be justified is that if he is raised up again and Almighty God does punishes. It punishes him if he wishes. Another example is like Adolf Hitler. He had insinuated he killed 6 million Jews. If you catch him today, the maximum you can do to him is? Death. Death. That's only counting for one death. Mm. What about the balance? 5,999,999. What about that? In this life here, you cannot do it. The maximum is only one. And if Almighty God wills in the day of judgment, in the hereafter, He can raise him up again, 5,999,999 times, and He can kill him again, mm. if He wishes. Right. So here it's saying, every soul will die, and only on the day of judgment, you will be paid your full recompense. So everybody will be sorted out, tip to tip, tambala to tambala, cent to cent. Everything will be paid to full recompense. And then it says the only, further in that ayah, it says the only, um, only he who is saved from the fire and admitted to the garden will have attained the object of life. So in this verse also tells us the object of life. The objective of life is to be saved from the fire and to enter the garden. That's the only objective of life. So here, once again, it's saying that. And then it further says, for the life of this world is but goods and chattels of deception. Everything, every talk in the world which is 
is is just a tackle of deception it's deceiving you it's of got no value in the long run that is in the hereafter because it's all about how we worship almighty god stuff like that it's okay so that was 185 then 186 it says you shall be uh, tried and tested in your possessions and in your personal selves so we, we know that life is a, is a test for the after as we've just mentioned the object of life is to be saved from the fire into the garden and so we'll be tested along the way and it says that in our possessions that's the things we own and in our own selves so it could be a someone who's sick, a family member who's sick, or someone who dies, those are all part of the test from Almighty God, that even after that happens to you, after you've lost this position of yours, after you've lost this loved one of yours, after you've this loved one of yours has fallen sick, what do you do? Do you turn back to him? What do you do? That is the ultimate test. And I'm grateful and thankful to him that at least it wasn't worse than it actually is. So that's another thing um, which I saw. And then it says, but if you persevere patiently, guard against evil, then that will be the best, that will be a determining factor in all affairs. So in, in determining all affairs, it's to guard against evil. That's like an objective. Okay, then on 189 to 195, it's, it talks about a couple of things, uh, some signs of God that to him belongs the dominion of heavens and earth, and in the creation of the heavens and the earth, alteration of night and day. And then they are, it shows some of the qualities of the good people. And it says they celebrate the praise of Allah. Lying on the side, standing, sitting, lying on the side. They contemplate on the wonders of Allah. And like when they see the cool things, right? They say, glory be to God. You've not created this all for nothing, right? Glory to you. Give us salvation from the day of just, from the chastisement of the fire. So like some like a cool mountain or a cool river or a massive waterfall or some cool landmark which is natural, right? All of that stuff is not created for nothing. It's a sign to man that um, all that stuff, it's, it doesn't matter. As in like it matters that he's created it. But um, then it's, it gives some supplications, 92 to 90, 94. There are some supplications there. Do you know those supplications? I used to learn them. I've forgotten them. I should revise these again. Our Lord. Um, yeah, super cool. And like when you understand the translation of what you're saying and you try to link it to life, then it makes sense and it's easier to remember like that. Okay, I think that was the last thing I wanted to point out. And I think that is going to be all for today's podcast episode. And I'll speak with you guys in the next podcast episode. Just wanted to say something. Thank you guys for tuning in. All right. Thank you, sister. All right. That's wonderful. All right. Is there anything you'd like to say? Afra? I'm fine. All right. Fine. So, inshallah, I'll speak with you guys on the next episode. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.